0: Prayasaprakritaschapi. Prayasaprakritaschapi. Sriyamra Sibrati. Striambrahasi bibrati. Iam Mahabratadaro. Iam Mahabratadharo. Bibati Sadashi Sriyam. sadasi striyam. Matajis. Prayasa Prakritas Chappi Striyam Rahasi Bibrati I am Mahavratadharo Bibrati Sadasi Striyam Prayasa Prakritas Striyam Bibrati I am Maha Bratadharo Bibharti Sadasi Striyam Prayasha Prakritas Chape Striyam Rahasi Bibharti I Maha Bratadharo Bibartisadasis triyam prayasaha. Generally prakrita, conditioned souls, ch also, api, although striyam, a woman, rahasi, in a solitary place. Bibrati embrace, I am this Lord Shiva maha-vrata-dharah, the master of great vows and austerities. Bibharti, Bibharti enjoys, enjoys. Sadasi, Sadasi in an assembly of great saintly persons. Yes. striyam yes. his wife. Translation. Ordinary conditioned persons generally embrace their wives and enjoy their company in solitary places. Ordinary conditioned persons generally embrace their wives and enjoy their company in solitary places. How wonderful it is that Lord Mahadev, although a great master of austerity, is embracing his wife openly in the midst of an assembly of great saints. How wonderful it is that Lord Mahadev, although a great master of austerity, is embracing his wife openly in the midst of an assembly of great saints. Purport, Brasila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The word Mahavrata Dharaha indicates a Brahmachari who has never fallen down. Lord Shiva is counted amongst the best of Yogis. Yet, he embraced his wife in the midst of great saintly persons. Chitraketu appreciated how great Lord Shiva was to be unaffected even in that situation. Therefore, Chitraketu was not an offender. He merely expressed His wonder. Oma Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Janashalakhaya Chakshun Militam Yena Tasmay Sri Gurave Namaha sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Sva Padantikam Mukam Karoti Vachalam PANGUHUM girim YAT KRIPATAM AHAM VANDE SRI GURU DINATARINAM VAMCHAKAL PATARU kripa KRIPASINDHO BYAYEVACHA PATITANAM PAVANEBHYO VAISHNAVEBHYO NAMO NAMAHA JAY SRI KRISHNA CHAITANYA PRABHU NITYANANDA SRI ADVAITA GADADHAR SRI VASADI GYAURA BHAKTA HARE KRISHNA HARE KRISHNA 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 HARE 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prayasa Prakritas Striyam Rahasi Bibrati. I am Maha Vrata Dharo, Bibrati Sadasi Striyam. Ordinary conditioned persons generally embrace their wives and enjoy their company in solitary places. How wonderful it is that Lord Mahadev, although a great master of austerity, is embracing his wife openly in the midst of an assembly of great saints. So as we all know, uh, Chitra Ketu Maharaj, he lost his son because of the envy of his many many wives that he had. Why were his wives envious of this child? Because they were not their children. They were, this child was not born, born from their womb. It was born from one of the wives of Chitraketu, otherwise he had no child, so they poisoned him and killed him. Now Chitraketu was lamenting that alas I have lost my son and at that time Narad Muni along with Angira Muni comes there and there is a big dialogue that happens and Narad Muni gives an option to Chitraketu to revive the dead son. So Chitraketu is very happy that his son is going to be revived. But when the son is revived, the son asks Chitraketu, which father are you, of which lifetime? When the child starts talking like that, that time any intelligent man will get detached. (laughs) So Chitraketu immediately realized, my goodness, I was having so much attachment, but this fellow doesn't have any attachment for me, he's asking me, which father of which lifetime are you? So therefore, immediately Chitraketu also gets detached from the child. This is the power of association of saintly personalities. Saintly personalities can not only give us detachment from the material world, but their association can give us attachment to Lord Krishna. Because it is said that mere detachment is of no use if there is no attachment to God. Mere detachment from material world is of no use, if, if it is not replaced with attachment to the Lord. There is a beautiful verse, Na karma kalpate, na If we are simply pious or religious, but that piety and religion, religiosity, does not give us detachment from this material world. And if we are simply detached, detached from this material world and that detachment does not give us attachment to the lotus feet of the Lord, then such a soul is called as what? Jivan api mritto Even while living such a person is considered as dead. So very heavy instruction. So Chitraketu in the association of Muni not only gets detached from his son, but he develops unalloyed love for Lord Shankarshan. So we see that happening. This is the power of saintly association. Having got attached to Lord Shankarshan, he is glorifying Lord Shankarshana with so many prayers. Lord Shankarshana is very pleased with his prayers. He offers Saksha Darshan to Chitraketu Maharaj. And then, after uh, after giving due blessings to him that he will never forget him, Lord Shankarshana departs. And then, ever since, what is Chitraketu doing? Ever since Chitraketu, who is now the head of the Vidyadharas, he is going on his chariot along with all the uh, Vidyadhargaana, if you like. Hmm? Lot of them seem to be women hmm? in, in, in Vidyadhargaana. He is going all around. Hmm? And he is glorifying the Lord in Sankirtan movement. Hmm? So this is what is happening right now. On one such occasion, when he is going above the Sumeru mountain, he sees over there a very Adhut drishya, something which is very wonderful, hmm? which is very offbeat, which is unusual. Hmm? What is that scenario? Lord Shiva, who is the supreme of all renunciates, he is intimately associating with his wife. In the sense, intimately he was just embracing her. <laughs> so he is embracing her and he is addressing an assembly of celibate saintly persons. Now this is completely, you know, uh, bewildering. Because all these saintly persons, some of many of them may be Naistika Brahmacharis, who have never had association with a lady in the whole life. And then they are sitting and listening from Lord Shiva, who is sitting and then, you know, who is giving a class to them and then he is embracing his own wife. Now this doesn't sound okay, it doesn't look okay, like that. So just imagine on the Vyasa if somebody's wife is sitting next and then they are you know, sitting like this and giving a class, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. If you can imagine, then you will imagine what Chitra Ketu is under, then, then we can put ourselves in his position, otherwise we will not. It's as bewildering, like all of you felt bewildered for a second, no, imagining this, that's how he felt. So We're just putting ourselves in his shoes. Otherwise we will not understand what he is going through and we'll discuss what emotions he is going through today. So, Chitra Ketu is now completely, you know, astonished, he, he doesn't know what to do when sometimes when you don't know what to do then you speak out whatever is in your heart without thinking hmm? that is the nature of material world hmm? sometimes when, when when material world puts us on the spot then we don't have time to be proactive
1: hmm?
0: proactive means the ability to choose one's response to an external stimuli hmm? now he has received an external stimuli but He is very spontaneous in his response. So he is immediately saying these things, ordinary conditioned souls generally embrace their wives and enjoy in solitary companies. How wonderful it is that Lord Mahadev, although a great master of austerity is embracing his wife openly in midst of an assembly of great saints. So immediately he blurts out these statements. So he seems to be very astonished with Lord Shiva's, what they call nowadays as public display of affection. It is actually, they have coined the term, Public Display of Affection. It is there in Wikipedia, if you Google. It's called PDA. They have already given it a, a, what is that called as abbreviation, is it? PDA. So, Chitraketu is astonished with Lord Shiva's PDA. Hmm. Now, this PDA is a very hotly debated topic in several countries today. Hmm. So, yesterday I was going through Wikipedia to understand what is this PDA thing. Hmm. So, it is said that, Many countries are now making policies around public display of affection.
1: Hmm.
0: And the way they make policies is depending, dependent quite a lot on the culture that prevails in that country, right. Hmm. So as regards public display of affection, what kind of display is allowed, to what extent it is allowed to, to be intimate in public, in which places such intimacy is allowed, right and which, with which partner is it allowed. So, these are all being discussed and countries are making policies around this, right. In fact, in India and other Asian countries, we generally do not see, um, at least during my time when I lived in India, we could, we do not, we did not see too much of public display of affection. Even if a boy and girl, I remember uh, if a boy and girl even hold hands, then whole school was a bus oh he had touched her hand and you know like that or, or even uh, two people are holding hands then people will discuss hmm? they were holding hands like that. So it was so we, India India comes from such a you know um, culture right and, and so with so many other countries I'm not talking about maybe other so many other countries also have this. Hmm? so but even today when 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 India is also under Western influence so much, We don't see the extent of public display of affection that we see in some other countries. Any country you know of where there is heavy public display of affection? (laughs) We live there, okay, so, (laughs) right? So you go to the tram, you will see, you go to the trains, you will see, you will see anywhere, right? Of course, no. there are, um, in, in India, one doesn't even hold one's wife's hands in front of elders. You know that, right? We don't even hold our wife's hands in front of elders. When elders come, then, then the husband and wife are, you know. In fact, in our Vaishnava community, I see sometimes when, you know, when uh, husband and wife, suppose somebody's, uh, um, you know, birthday is being celebrated, okay. We have seen many times when senior devotees, when they cut a cake, then even the wife hesitates to give the cake to the husband, you know, directly like this. So she gives places in the hand, you know. So this is culture. This is culture, right? So we you know, so we are very sensitive to this. In fact, you know, as much as India is a bit conservative, if you go to the Middle Eastern countries, okay, then we are finished. <laughs> then there is strict punishment, stringent punishment for public display of affection. I was reading that in Dubai, one Indian couple had landed and they were doing, you know, they were having some affectionate thing in the taxi, when the driver was driving them in Dubai. The driver directly took them to the police station. <laughs> and six months of imprisonment, okay. <laughs> For public display of affection, okay? <laughs> so nobody will dare to do next time, right? Of course, we see the quite the opposite in countries like Europe. In Europe, everything goes. Anything is acceptable, right? In fact, I was watching many time, many years back, when I used to watch Bollywood movies, I was watching a movie when the hero, you know, and the heroine, they are, they are in Europe in a tram, And apparently the ticket checker has come in the tram, hmm? and they don't know what to do. Both of them don't have ticket. They don't have any money, right? So what they do? They embrace each other and do public display of affection. Because the norm is that when the couple is, you know, engaged in public display of affection, the ticket checker cannot ask them for a ticket. (laughs) It's a nice way of getting through, right? So now, if you see here in this particular uh, translation. See this translation very carefully, hmm? what Chitra Ketu is saying. He is astonished, but what is he astonished about? Let's, let's meditate on that first line. Ordinary conditioned persons, ordinary conditioned persons, that's the first no, word, generally embrace their wives hmm? and enjoy their company in solitary places. So there are three things. There is ordinary conditioned persons, who are they embracing? Their wife, where are they embracing? In solitary places, ok. However Kali Yuga has advanced much beyond this. Hmm? Nowadays what we see? We are seeing that extraordinarily conditioned persons embrace other people's wives <laughs> in public places. Right? That is where it has come. Kali Yuga has come. So even this was considered taboo at that time. Someone like Chitarketu is bewildered with this. And today we are not even bewildered, right? Today everything is going on, anything goes on today, right, in public. Hmm? So, so Chitraketu is, you know, because Vedic culture was still prevalent, so this was something out of the ordinary, hmm, at that point in time. Hmm. However, we should be very careful not to consider Lord Shiva's public display of affection to be similar to what we see in ordinary material dealings. We have to be very careful not to make offences. Because the public display of affection which we see in ordinary conditioned souls is nothing but a spontaneous um, uh, response. Hmm? Because one cannot control one's senses. Hmm? One's mind is demanding something and one wants to have have sense gratification immediately. So, but we have to understand, we will we'll let her get attention then, she need. Okay. So, we cannot, we cannot, uh, we cannot compare Lord Shiva's public display of affection to the ordinary conditioned souls here. Hmm? In the Srimad Bhagavatam, Twelfth Canto, towards the very end of Srimad Bhagavatam, in Chapter 13, text number 16, there is a beautiful verse. What does it say? Nimnaganam yatha Ganga, Hmm? Devanam achyuto yatha, Vaishnavanam yatha shambhu, Purananam idam tatha. Hmm? Out of all the rivers, which is the most glorious? Ganges. Nimnaganam yatha Ganga. Hmm? Devanam achyuto yatha. Out of all the personalities, Hmm? Who is the Supreme? Krishna. Right? And then what does the third line say? Vaishnava naam yatha shambhu. Hmm? And then it says purana naam idam tatha, which means Srimad Bhagavatam is the greatest purana. But Vaishnava naam yatha shambhu comes from there. So Lord Shivji is considered the greatest, highest devotee of the Lord in the the material realm. Why say it says in the material realm, in the spiritual realm, who is the highest devotee of the Lord? Srimati Radharani, right? Nobody is higher than her. That's why it is said in the material world, Lord Shivji Ji is the highest Vaishnava. Vaishnava naam yatha shambhu. So, there cannot be a fault in the behavior of Lord Shiva. Hmm? Who is he? He is himself the emblem of penance and austerity. Hmm? And Lord Shivji, Ji in fact is the highest state that yogis can also achieve in terms of their celibacy and yogic powers, and self-control. He is the highest. So, where is the question of Lord Shivji being criticized simply because he embraced his own wife Parvati. Right? So, one may have this question that come to mind. So, is Chitraketu criticizing the Lord? Is he criticizing the Lord? Actually not. He's not criticizing the Lord. Hmm? So thanks to Srila Prabhupada's purport. That's why it's very important, Srila Prabhupada's contribution is so very important. Hmm? There was somebody I was talking to the other day, they said they studied Srimad Bhagavatam. And Bhagavad Gita also. Hmm? Somebody, one of my uh, uh, friends, they said they studied this. But we didn't understand anything. Hmm? That's why we we, we tell them study Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. Not because that is the only bona fide version, there are other bona fide versions also, like Madhvacharya has also written you know, commentaries. But Srila Prabhupada translated it in English. That is why we are able to understand anything. If everything was Sanskrit, if somebody would have told this verse in Sanskrit and we would have read and gone home, what would we have understood, right? Where would we have had the sagacity or the wisdom to evaluate whether Chitraketu was correct or whether. Parvati was correct. How would we know who is correct? Who is wrong? And therefore, how would we know what should we do in such a situation? Hmm. So, Srila Prabhupada's translations give us practical application of the scriptures. And that is why Srila Prabhupada's contribution is unparalleled hmm, in the world. Hmm. So, is Chitraketu criticizing the Lord? Actually not. He is not criticizing the Lord. Hmm. Prabhupada writes, he is just amused. He is just amused, he is just amused seeing the worshipable Lord Shiva, worshipable Lord Shiva. He is amused seeing Him in a very private and personal setting. That is what is happening. He is amused like that. For example, there is a, you know, in our office, we had a very big senior personality, you know, general manager of a bank, you know, like that, very, very senior person. And we were celebrating Diwali. Every time when we celebrate Diwali, in the office there is a function that happens, right? Hmm? Because nowadays, you know, all the IT walas, as Devamrita Maharaj says, you know, all the IT walas are largely Indians, Asians, you know, like that, right? So, so, uh, Diwali is very much celebrated because they know that this is a way of keeping all the employees very happy. <laughs> So everyone cooks something and then you know, brings, it's not necessarily Prashadam, but we take an opportunity to cook uh, Prashadam and then uh, uh, place it there. So that everyone has an opportunity in the office to do so. So um, two years back before the pandemic, last two years, no Diwali, nothing. Nobody, everyone is working from home, right? I don't even know whether this year it will happen, but the last time that we had before the pandemic, I remember that the general manager came and every time, you know, somehow or the other, I get an opportunity. They they actually asked me to speak on Diwali and you know what I do. (laughs) <laughs> I take that, you know, we, we want some, you know, this is the opportunity to tell them about self-realization and why not, because Diwali is about self-realization, it's not just about bursting crackers and impressing others with our new dress, right, new clothes, right, <laughs> and eating sweets, right, Diwali is about enlightenment, so, so, so then we get this opportunity, and after the class, the GM was in a very good mood, right, mm? and then not only after the class, when he saw all the sweets and everything, and everyone in ethnic dress and all, so, suddenly, what happened? They played some music and the GM started dancing. <laughs> and obviously, he didn't know how to dance, right? He's not a dancer, he's an executive, right? He's very good, no doubt about it. You know, he is very good in IT, but he is not very good in dance. So, when he started doing something like this, then everyone was very amused by that. Why? Because we don't see that person in our day to day life in that setting. How do we see him? With a tie and suit. Good morning. Okay, let's get to business, okay? How's everyone's day? Okay. So look, we have to we got to improve our revenues. We got to improve our profit margins. That's how we have seen him. And now he's singing, doing this. So when you see a big personality who you are who you are used to seeing in a particular light, when you see that personality in a different setting, then you are amused. You say, hang on, I can't relate to you in this way. Because I have always seen you in that way. It doesn't mean we are criticizing the general manager. It just means that we are not used to seeing him in that way. And that's the mood that Chitra Ketu is having towards Lord Shiva. A personality who is usually seen in meditation, very sober, very celibate, and always having concern of how to deliver others, who is the epitome of you know sense control. Such a person, embracing his wife, something is very different about this. And that's why he is in wonder. Hmm? He is used to respecting Lord Shivji so much in awe and reverence, that when he sees Lord Shiva in a very casual family setting, he's not able to relate to it and spontaneously something pops out of his mouth <laughs> so that's what is happening here right now therefore therefore he said whatever he said however the question is can he be pardoned can he be absolved of making very very heavy statements on lord shiva can we say pardon him can we say that or can we not so this is a evaluation point it's a debatable point and, there are few points that are in favor of pardoning, you know, Chitra Ketu Maharaj. People who want to pardon him, what are the arguments that they will put? Okay, what, is, what are the, some of the arguments that Prabhupada is putting here? Hmm. Prabhupada is saying, first and foremost, as Nanda Mandir Prabhu was very nicely explaining yesterday, one view is that, he and Lord Shivji, somehow had a friendly mood towards each other, right? Hmm. Now all of us have studied nectar of devotion, we see, that in the realm of raganuga sadhana bhakti there are no rules and regulations No, one can even fight with the lord right mm. in fact radharani is you know many times or oh, sorry lalita sakhi is many times yelling at lord krishna saying that you black man you have no jati <laughs> you are neither brahman nor vaishya nor Chura. i don't even know where to place you mm? Mm? you are one with, with with one woman one day with another woman the other day no what jati you have mm? what character you have she's blasting but lord krishna says that this is, these, this blasting is more pleasing to me, than the Purusha Shuktam, which is being sung by people in awe and reverence, right. So this is the realm of a completely different relationship with the Lord, right. So one view that people may put is that Chitraketo's mood towards Lord Shivji was very friendly. Hmm? And such humor is acceptable between friends, right. All of us have been in college, right. I remember. One of my friends, when I was living in Toronto many years back, one of my uh, college friends called me. Okay. Now normally, when we enter the temple, what do people tell? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, dandavat Pranam Prabhuji, Prabhuji, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. That's how we are used to being greeted in the temple, right? And that fellow picked up, Abhay Jaggu. <laughs> and then the next words, I cannot tell. <laughs> I cannot tell in this forum, but you no, don't even, even imagine it, okay? Because he's my friend. No, I cannot tell. Hari Bol, sorry, please correct your language. You know? And then, you know, what did I tell him? When he told all these things, I just understood, he's my friend talking to me. Come on now, okay. He's not going to say, Hari Bol, Dandavat Pranam, Pamho, AGTSP. Your insignificant servant. He's not going to speak all those things. He said, Abbe, you know, and then he started saying all that. And then, obviously, we don't speak that language, you know. Otherwise, if I was not a devotee, I would have also said, abe You know, and again, I would have gone, you know. And then, what did I say? I said, and I addressed him by his name, okay, let's say his name was, I can't tell his name in public, but let's say his name was some, something, okay, uh, David, let us say. I so, said, yes, David, how are you? I said, and then he's telling me, eh, kya ho gaya? Kya ho gaya? Hai, you're okay? Because he was imagining me speaking to him in the way I used to tell him in college, if he gives one bad word, I'll give five more to him, you know, that is how our friendship was. So in friendship, this is okay, it's okay, right? So therefore somebody can argue that between friends there are no protocols, right? So this is one argument which can be put in terms of Mahara Ketu, that he is just being very natural. Hmm? The second was, his mood, whatever he is speaking, it is not tinged with envy. We have to understand that getting angry at a devotee, if one devotee is chastising another devotee, necessarily it is not Vaishnava Prad. Vaishnava Prat comes when we systematically try to spread a message that minimizes the glories of somebody. Okay? Hmm? When we when somebody is saying that Prabhuji is so nice, and then you say, Acha? Okay, come to the courtyard, I will tell you about him. You know, this is envy, this is nonsense, right? This is called as blasphemy. Hmm? Not giving feedback to a devotee, right? So There is no tinge of envy in Chitraketu when he is saying this. Unlike Daksha, Daksha was envious of Lord Shiva. So he didn't even get up when Lord Shiva came to the assembly. So in his humor, he never undermined or marginalized the position, the superior position of Lord Shivji. So there was no malicious intent here. So that's another reason why he can be absolved and he can be pardoned. Thirdly, he was genuinely concerned about Lord Shivji. He was genuinely concerned that Lord Shivji can be misunderstood by other persons I know Lord Shivji's greatness but Lord Shiva if you do this other people will marginalize your position and since I know your glories you doing this may damage your own reputation and this is also not wrong we have seen many times even in chaitanya charitamrita lord chaitanya's associates intimate associates Instructing Lord Chaitanya about what to do and what not to do, right? Hmm? So, and Lord Chaitanya took that feedback also, right? So this can be the third case. The fourth case can be that, if you, if Yadhyad Achara if Lord Shivji, who is a great personality, who is a leader, he, if he sets a wrong example to others, because common man follows the great people. So if great people, if big people, leaders of society set bad example, then the common man will also follow that. So this is the fourth reason and his intent is okay. Chitraketu's intent is correct. So he should be pardoned for making these statements. This is the fourth case that his lawyer can argue. Right? And finally, the fifth case, which is transcendental. What is the fifth case? for His pardon, all this was orchestrated by the Lord Himself. Lord sometimes comes, sometimes Saraswati comes in the tongue of devotees and makes them say certain things, right? So all this was ordained by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, why? To affect the fall down of Chitraketu, to an Asuric birth, so that His journey back to Godhead can be speeded up or expedited. Hmm? So that could be, you know, so all these five cases, the lawyers of Chitarketu will argue in a court of law and get him exonerated hmm? or he is pardoned now, hmm? no problem. So from that, from this point of view, Chitarketu is not at all at fault. Hmm? Now let's see the opposing argument, hmm? not Lord Shivji's lawyer. Because Lord Shivji never had any problem. What Parvati's lawyer will argue? Okay, let us see from that point of view, right? (laughs) So, other people may argue that number one, even, even if Maharaj Chitraketu was spontaneously amused by this whole thing, even if he was spontaneously amused, he could have handled the situation proactively. Always, you cannot pardon spontaneity all the time, correct? Otherwise, what is the difference between a person who can, who is proactive and a person who is not proactive? Leaders are meant to be proactive. Leaders are meant to have control over how they respond to a situation. Otherwise, they are not leaders, right? So therefore, a, a leader like chitraketu who is a king, he should have been more proactive. He cannot be childish, know, just seeing something and immediately commenting something. He should have some kind of a, his intelligence should have controlled his actions. Hmm? They would say, what impression, what impression is Chitraketu giving to the Vidyadharas? Who, are, who is alo- Is Chitraketu alone? No. He is along with so many Vidyadhara women. What is the impression that Chitraketu is creating about Lord Shivji in their minds? So should Chitraketo should not have been responsible? That could be another question that somebody can ask, right? For example, I remember that I was giving a class in my own house in Bombay when I visited, and in the class I was discussing this verse, Shristi stiti Pralaya Sadhana Shakti Reka. Chayevayasya Bhuvanani Bhibharti Durga Ichanurupam Apiyasya Chachestha Tesa Govindam Purusham Tamaham Bajami And I got very excited, okay, when I was lecturing about that. And then I said that Prabhupada writes, you know, Maktisyananda Saraswati and Prabhupada, when you write, see the translation, what does it say? How does the translation end? Srimathi Durga Devi conducts herself in accordance with the will of the Lord. Ichanurupam Apiyasya Chachestha Tesa This is about Durga Devi. Now, It is not wrong to say Durga Devi is a servant of Lord Krishna, but we have to be very careful not to mention, sometimes we have to use our discretion, to use the word servant, because people who are not, you know, mature in spirituality, they don't like the word servant. So I may said that Durga Devi is Lord Krishna's servant. So there was one staunch, you know, suppose that Durga follower, and I will say why suppose it. Suppose that Durga worshipper was there, and he said, you called my Durga Devi servant, Jai Hind, Vande Mataram. And he went out of my house. And I said, kya huwa bhai, andhar na, no, chai pike jana, no. And he just left. Okay. Hmm. After that next day he came, <laughs> and then he said, I felt very bad, you said that. Hmm. I will not talk to you. Like that he kept his face. Okay. Now, then I was wondering, kya problem hai, why is Then I went to, he was a dentist, I went to his clinic, and in the clinic he has? Then, and then I realized, oh my God, okay. But then later on I realized hmm, that he is not some Durga worshipper and all. Half the time he is, in Hindi we say tandiri me hai, you know, which means he is sozzled half the time with alcohol, right? So that is not Durga's worshipper, right? So therefore these are all, these are all, this is a mundane attachment. You know, he is not attached to Durga, what is he attached to? My opinion. That is what he is attached to. He is not a Durga Bhakt. Similarly, we see so many people. I am Ganesh Bhakt, they will say. What do you ask Ganesh Ji? I ask Ganesh Ji. Whenever I want promotion in office, I always ask Ganesh Ji. Is this Ganesh Bhakt? Or is this, you know, is Ganesh Ji your servant? That whenever you go, you ask him, he has to keep providing you. This is not Ganesh Bhakt. This is treating Ganesh Ji like an order supplier. Right? If somebody comes and, and keeps on asking us for things, will you call him as your devotee or what? No, you'll ask him saying that what does he think I am? I am a servant or what? Every time coming and asking me new, new requests, right? So, so when Chitraketu is speaking this, hmm? I'm coming back to this topic, I don't know why I said this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was saying that we have to be very careful. Hmm? When, from our side I'm saying, we have to be very careful understanding that they are not very mature, so therefore, we have to be very careful about choosing our words. So Chitraketu in front of the Vidyadhara woman should have been little bit more discreet in talking about Lord Shivji, you know, knowing that you know what impression he is creating you know, in their minds. Hmm? He could have joked, another view is that he could have joked, if he wanted to joke, he could have joked with Lord Shivji when they would have met alone in a more private circumstance, right? Hmm? He should not have joked knowing that Parvati was present in the assembly, right? Hmm. He should have had the maturity to exercise little bit of discretion with his statements and not so, be so foolhardy in his comments hmm, on Lord Shiva. This could be second argument. Third argument could be, some people may say that if the saintly personalities who are sitting there did not have any objection, who are you to have objection? Somebody can say that also. Hmm. So many celibate people, they have no problem with Lord Shiva, what do you think? You know in Hindi we say you think you are Lord Falkland or what, hmm? like that. So are you something from big personality, therefore that you are going and correcting this and Prabhupada is writing the same thing in the future purports also. Hmm? Now others may say that he may have more concern, hmm? he, he may be concerned. About Lord Shivji, okay. But is he more concerned about the example that Lord Shivji is setting on others than Lord Shivji himself is concerned about it? Lord Shivji is the greatest preacher, right? Lord Shivji, what, what is he? He is responsible for delivering the people who are in the mode of ignorance. So, are you going to teach the principle of the school? <laughs> that was somebody will say, right? Do you know more than Lord Shivji, what example he should set and what example he should not set? Are you not correcting a senior authority? This is called as Maryada Vyatikrama in Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Do you think you know more than the higher authority that you are trying to surpass that authority? So the lawyers of Parvati could pose these kind of arguments then. So now, who is right? No, he is right or he is wrong? Should he be pardoned or should he be punished? Okay. What is the answer? I don't know. (laughs) Hmm? But why is it relevant? There are, both sides are okay, there are, both are valid arguments, okay, and it is not up to us to make any conclusions. Now you may say then, what is the point? What is the point then? After all the Ramayana, you are saying that there is nothing for us? No, it is not that there is nothing for us. This debate can go on and on. There can be arguments on this side, on that side. But you may, one may question then, what is, why is it so important for us? Why are we even discussing this section in the Srimad Bhagavatam? What should I do in this situation, right? So what is important for us is the underlying lessons that we as practicing sadhakas should learn from this past time. That is important for us. How can we look at ourselves whether we have these anarthas within our own heart of either judging Chitraketu or judging Lord Shiva Do we have those anarthas? That is what is important. Hmm? While as sadhakas, we appreciate this Leela. We must know that at this stage, hmm, for us as practicing sadhakas, we should not only see everything as Leela. We should see the underlying tattva behind the Leela. Hmm? So when as devotees we study Srimad Bhagavatam, we see Leela, but we also see the tattva behind it, the principles behind it. Hmm? And that is what is very important, especially because we are in the Vaidhi, Sadhana Bhakti stage. Hmm? So, there are six lessons hmm, that we can get. First is, that we, Chitra Ketu do whatever he wants. (laughs) That is his special relationship with Lord Shiva. But we must be very careful in dealing with advanced personalities. We must be very, very careful. Hmm? That's the lesson for us. Hmm? We do not become very over familiar or over friendly with saintly personalities. hmm? Just because they are dealing with us in a very friendly manner. hmm? Every time I say this, one example comes to my mind of one disciple asking his spiritual master, Maharaj, selfie, selfie Maharaj, selfie Maharaj. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Is this the way we deal with a saintly personality? Maharaj, selfie, selfie, Maharaj, one Maharaj, one Maharaj. No, like that. No, this is not the way. Okay. Completely the mood of Awe and reverence is gone over here, right? This is not the way we deal with people. It is always better to border on caution and to m- never lose our mood of awe and reverence to the saintly personalities. Recently I saw, I, I personally witnessed the disciples of His Holiness, devamrit Swami Maharaj, the kind of awe and reverence with which they glorified Maharaj. That is the standard, that is how it should be so i learned quite a bit when i when i simply observed things hmm, how to deal in that situation hmm. this is first lesson number 2 not to <laughs> not to speak of joking with them hmm. we don't joke with spiritual masters we don't even try to talk too much in their presence we control our like guruji prabhu says control your gob <laughs> <laughs> you know, control, right? We don't talk much. We take every moment of the association to hear from them. So this is shut, and this is open, right? When we, when in front of advanced personalities, and we have to be sensitive to their mood. I'll tell you something which a mistake which I also did in my you know initial years in Krishna consciousness. You
1: know,
0: uh, there was one, there is one spiritual master in Scotland. Okay. And I was very inspired with that person. And I have seen many devotees standing from far away and this spiritual master, you know, very few people go in front of him who know him, who he has very intimate dealings with. And others simply stand behind and watch. And then I met him in Bombay. I saw him in Bombay and he was walking alone. And I was wondering, nobody's walking alone. My opportunity. I ran behind him. Maharaj, Maharaj, Maharaj. My name is, you know, so and so. I I saw you, you know, (laughs) over there. And he said, Hare Krishna, he said, and he just went <laughs> you? He, you know, if continued, you know, otherwise he could have also turned around, saying, so what, <laughs> that you have seen me, right? But he was a sober personality, right? So he just kept walking like that. And then, obviously, you know, one of our, our wife is our best critic. She said, kya raha hai? What are you doing? Why are you becoming so effusive, you know? Hmm? <laughs> right? Why, why are you becoming so overzealous, right? So control man, control, control. Stay, chup chup, okay. Fine, he's walking alone. Doesn't mean you have to run behind him and call out to him. Right? So this is a an behavior. Another mistake I remember that I myself did was, one saintly personality who doesn't speak much, very sober personality, we had a good fortune of having that personality in our house for honoring prashadam. And that personality was silently, you know, having prashadam, savoring prashadam. And then I thought it is my duty to Keep him engaged in a conversation, because I like to talk when I eat. <laughs> right? So I thought, I imposed my consciousness on that personality. And then I asked, Maharaj, where is your next trip, Maharaj, where are you going? Maharaj, which flight you are taking? You know, where are you are landing after that? What's the next program? First one or two, three questions he answered, after that he said, let me eat. <laughs> and I realized, I'll never do that again in my life, never, right? So we learn very hard lessons, you know, by making mistakes, making nonsense mistakes we do. But we learn. We learn from our mistakes, right? Okay. Sometimes I don't learn. Fool because That's because I'm foolish, but, but yeah, wise people learn very fast. Hmm? Fools don't. Okay. So there is a second lesson, not to uh, know their mood hmm? and understand and behave in that way. Hmm? Concentrate when they are around, <laughs> right? Third, not to speak of Uttama Adhikaris, now we are talking about very advanced devotees. Hmm? Even amongst friends, even amongst friends, we must not overly demonstrate our spontaneity in front of others, who may have a reverential mood towards our friends.
1: Hmm?
0: Okay, I'll repeat. I'm not to speak of Uttama Adhikaris, even if, a, even if a devotee of a good stature is your best friend, for example. Okay, even then we do not overly demonstrate our spontaneous dealings with that person in front of others who have a reverential mood towards your best friend. Okay, this is the third lesson, hmm? especially if that, if your best friend happens to be a Shiksha Guru to others, he's not their best friend, from their eyes he is their Shiksha guru. So, we don't try to, you know, deal in such a way that we marginalize, by mistake, our own, his position in front of their eyes. We can joke around, we can have ice cream later on, separately. Right? And we can fool around. We do a lot of Masti we can do, but not in front of others. Because that will kind of make them over familiar with him. And Shiksha does not flow when there is over familiarity. Current flows only when there is potential difference. So, they have to have, feel that difference with that personality. Otherwise, they cannot then give Shiksha. So, over familiarity means siksha stops. Number four, even when dealing with non-devotees, now we are talking about uttamadikaris. then we are talking about Madhyamas, okay, who could be friends, or you know, and if we are Kaniṣṭhas, obviously they are still oh, oh, no, higher than us. Even when dealing with non-devotees, we have to be careful with our jokes, especially in their front of their spouse, <laughs> right? Hmm? For example, I know, I heard, I know, in one of my own circles it happened, No, One man was, you know, there with his wife, and then two friends met after a long time. And when you freed out, all, they say, How are you, man? Like that. And they said, I know what you are in college, man. You are real Romeo, in college. (laughs) And then what happened was, that marriage was going through a troubled marriage. And this fellow in Hindi we say Chingari You know, he has already inflamed an already volatile situation in the in the marriage. Right? And when he said that, you are a Romeo in college also, then wife is saying, Oh, no wonder, you know, we have problems. Yeah. I always told you, you know, I can't live with this man. And it just exacerbated the whole situation. You know. So we have to be careful about even joking, showing our friendliness even amidst when the spouses are around. Hmm? So Better to behave. <laughs> no control <laughs> like that. Okay. Number five, we don't judge a Vaishnava by their externals. Hmm? Never judge an advanced Vaishnava by externals. The behavior of advanced Vaishnavas are b- often beyond the comprehension of our mundane intellect. Hmm? For example, Lord Nityananda in Chaitanya Charitamrita,
1: hmm?
0: Shivananda Sen, poor fellow, he is organizing all the yatra, right? for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is organizing Yatra, from (laughs) Nabadwe to Puri. He is taking care of all the devotees' food. He is even concerned whether a dog has eaten or not. To that extent he is meticulous in his service. He is paying taxes all along the way. He has provided accommodation and food for all devotees and then what does he get? He gets a kick from Lord Nityananda on his head. (laughs) And then (laughs) then he gets cursed. May your family die. Now, when we see it externally, then what happens? Some of the, some of his own relatives were not as, as advanced as Lord the Sen was. Therefore, they felt very bad, how can the Lord do this? But the Sen was blissful. He said, Lord Nityananda, what more can I get? As a mercy for all my services, your lotus feet has touched my head. So this is how a very advanced Vaishnava responds to an external stimuli, whereas because the intellect has not been purified till now. Other people can take offense. Hmm? So this is the fourth. Never to judge a Vaishnava from their externals. And lastly, I, I think this is another glorious point that Nanda Mundir Prabhu made yesterday, that the path home back to Godhead may not be easy for everyone. Hmm? The behave so, um, Lord Krishna can behave with us in any way. Hmm? If Lord Krishna chooses, He can make us a clown and then take us back to Godhead. In this case, what did He make with Asur? He made Him an Asur from a devotee, exactly opposite, from a devotee-kul He went to the Asur-kul. But why? To go back to Godhead. So, the Lord can use us as a negative example also, if necessary. He can handle us in whichever way He wants to handle us. That is why it is said, asli seva padarata pinastumam Sometimes I get scared to say those prayers because what if the Lord handles me roughly by his
1: embrace?
0: <laughs> Am I ready? It's easy to say Shikshastakam prayers. It is even you no know, easy to chant those prayers in a nice rag. Asli But do I really mean it? No, 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 no. Don't handle me roughly by embrace. I can't tolerate Lord, don't give me tests in this lifetime, which I can't take, right? So I was thinking, am I really saying this prayer? Because every day we say these prayers, right? Hmm? Sometimes in the shower, every day I say this prayer. But I was thinking suddenly yesterday, am I serious or not in saying this prayer? Do I really mean it? Because I'm not advanced to even say these prayers, right? I can't. I can't pray like Kunti Maharani. I can't handle miseries beyond a point in my life, right? So therefore... Allowing oneself to become a puppet in the hands of the Lord itself is a sign of advancement and there is, there is a lot of merit to Chitraketu. He did not even try to counter Parvati's curse. He accepted it saying that okay, if that is what the Lord ordains me for my deliverance, so be it. So in that sense Chitraketu is glorious. This is the mood of an Uttama Bhakta and we can see so many devotees, the foremost being Jaya and Vijaya, the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha. Being known in this world as Shipu and Hiranyaksha,
1: hmm?
0: Shishupal and Dantavakta, Jagai and Madhai, you know, on the streets, who are they? None other than the gatekeepers. They are willing to become clowns hmm? for the sake of Lord's pastime. Bhishma Pitama who is considered amongst the Bhishma Pittama, who is considered amongst the Mahajanas, he is also agreeing to be on the opposite side. Hmm? and fighting against devotees, just so that the Lord can experience various. Hmm? So, this is the mood of advanced devotees. So, yeah, as long as, so so, what is the intent of these pastimes? For us, not to evaluate, you know, not to judge Chitraketu, not to judge Lord Shivji, but merely to absorb the lessons as Sadhakas in our own life, and then look at how can I now graduate from my stage of Anartha-Nivrithi to the platform of Nishtha in my journey back home, back to Godhead. I'll stop here and I'll ask if there is any comments or questions or corrections. Hare Krishna. I'm always scared of your questions. Scared that I may not know the answer. Okay. Most likely I will not know the answer, but still I will try. Hare yeah. Krishna. Thank you. I can't, I can't hear, so there's some noise there. I'm so sorry about that noise. I can't hear your question. Uh, would you mind taking this mic please? Sorry, it's my bad actually. I should.
1: You were saying how that like sometimes when devotees are talking to their friends, they have a different mood. But then sometimes when they're talking to other devotees, they're smiling and friendly. Um, But sometimes devotees can also be rude. So. How can we avoid um, that Vaishnava prad um, in front of devotees?
0: Yeah. So, how can we avoid Vaishnava prad of being rude to other devotees? Hmm. Whenever we are rude to other devotees, that means it's it's a clear symptom of pride. It's a symptom of self righteousness. Hmm. That is when such a tendency comes to be rude to other devotees. In fact. Sometimes, if we go back in the journey of our own Krishna Consciousness, we will find that we were much more humble when we were not in, when we were in the initial stages of Krishna Consciousness, and now we have become proud. (laughs) Because in the initial stages of Krishna Consciousness, we are always considering everyone as our senior. In the temple also, we see everyone with awe and reverence. He is chanting sixteen rounds, how do you do it Prabhuji? Like that. And today we are blaspheming people who are chanting sixteen rounds. Hmm? So, why does it happen? Because there are certain anarthas. Srila Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur says in Madhurya Kadambini, that there are certain anarthas that can come as a result of the practice of bhakti itself. <laughs> so, as a result of practicing bhakti itself, we can become proud. Hmm? Pride usually comes when we start services in the temple. Actually, it should be opposite. But actually, pride comes when we start doing services in the temple. When we start serving, what happens? We fall in love with our service and, this, and our self-righteousness means that I am doing it and that's the way it should be done. <laughs> that's the only way it should be done. How dare, you know, somebody else, you know, uh, uh, correct me, right? Or, I am doing this service, you are not doing this service. Look at me, how I am doing, you
1: know. I
0: am hmm? coming for Mangala Arati, you are not coming for Mangala Arati every day. Hmm? So this is what happens. The moment we start doing something in Bhakti, our mind tells us we are very good. <laughs> and our mind, obviously, you know, instantly it tells us that others are not as good as us. Okay. In whatever realm of service that we are doing, right. Hmm? If someone is preaching, they may say, you are not preaching, hmm? like that. Hmm? So we have to understand that everyone is on his or her own journey, and Lord Krishna Himself is very tolerant. He also gives time to every devotee to set the pace at which they want to progress in bhakti. So who are we to interfere in that process? Does it mean we just sit tight and don't interfere? No. We do intervene, but we intervene with what what mood? We intervene out of love and affection. We intervene hmm, if we are in that position of advising someone, we do advice, but that advice is out of love, affection and concern for that devotee. Not out of self-righteousness and the fact that I am right and how wrong you are, therefore I am telling you. Not that way. So rudeness is a symptom of conditioned state of mind. It's a symptom of a mind which is puffed up because of what one's own credentials are, what one has achieved in Krishna consciousness. So. As long as we, that's why it is important in one sense to recite at least that third verse of Shikshashtaka. What is the third verse? (laughs) Trinadapi sunichena, taroariva sahishnuna, amanina manadena, kirtaniya sadahari. Prabhupada also writes that in the ensuing purports. To this pastime only, Maharachitra Kitu's pastime. So that is the mood that we always maintain. So how do we maintain that mood? By constant hearing. If our hearing is poor, if our services are more than our hearing, then the same services will become the cause of our pride. But if our hearing is constant and when we are serving, we are keeping a good ratio of our hearing to our service, then we will do our service while retaining the mood in which that service must be done. Does it answer your question? Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you for asking me this. No, not a difficult question. (laughs) Okay. Anything else? Grand Rashtri Madhagatam ki Jai, Shala Prabhupada ki Jai. Oh, <laughs> my <sighs>
2: alle sri guru sri duta pad sri gurun rathantam kon shativam sataitam dhutam parijan sahitam krishna chaitanna pada sadana devi sri vidishadhar sri krishna taitanna prabho nitanan sri taitavada gha Go, i okay. I'm not on.